Hey there, Jets Nation. Welcome back to One Jets Pod. Whether you're tuning into our video content or joining us on our audio-only platforms, we've got you covered. If you're enjoying what you hear or see, don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe to our channel, and don't just gently tap, but smash that bell icon to stay notified whenever we drop new content. Also, we love comments and five-star ratings. Thanks again, Jets fans. Now together, let's fuel the green and white passion. Let's go, Jets. Welcome to Jet Life Stadium. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Randy with the One Jets Pod. Hope everybody's having a great week. Uh, I know Jet fans are having a little rough. I'm joined here on the One Jets Pod show tonight with my co-host Brandon Bats and Dominic Lorenz. Brandon, how are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. Happy to be here, ready to talk some football, and uh, ready to go with you boys. Dominic, my brother, how are you? I'm doing great. Niners <laughs> pick up another win. I know why I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, we'll keep calling it this just for, for Brandon's sake. You know, champagne problem week once again, getting a dub. <laughs> I'm looking forward to enjoying Thanksgiving and just, you know, on to another week. I I can enjoy Thanksgiving this year up until 5 o'clock because then it's football game face time in the nightcap. I want to eat – well, not me personally, but I want the Niners to eat the dry-ass turkey leg on the Seattle Seahawks logo. That will bring me immense joy from the nightmares I had nine years ago when Seattle came into Levi – or was it Candlestick at the time, nine years ago? I think it was Candlestick. Candlestick. It was Candlestick. I think it was the final year of Candlestick. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ate the dry-ass turkey leg right in front of us. Was Richard Sherman was still a Seahawk. So all that, you know, John and everything, man, I want I want to erase that memory. I need a dub on Thanksgiving. <laughs> right on, man. I tell you, you know what? I may I may make this a thing this week sometime. I'm going to make me a champagne problems graphic. We'll see what AI and myself can come up with this week. <laughs> we'll put Dominic right next to it with uh, skinny jeans. <laughs> you with the Nick with the Nick Bosa pose. Yeah, with Nick Bosa. <laughs> champagne problems, fucking change. Yep. yep. We got to keep the champagne problems going. I want champagne problems. Oh man, come to New York, have some real problems. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we're gonna move on to our weekly predictions. And speaking of champagne problems, once again, Dominic taking back first freaking place. What? What a week. Yeah. There's 11 a tie, and right? 3 this week, dude. There's Holy crap. Um, both you and like Brandon that. hit the century mark, man. 100 wins, 64 loss. Man, it's looking it's looking like baseball records here now. I know. And there I am, lowly lowly third place, 92 and 72. And you know what? It was the Bengals. I'm sorry. Yeah, I did it to myself. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm not even going to believe it or not. I'm not even going to blame the Bengals because of the, the uh, issues they're dealing with with no Joe Burrow the rest of the season. But I'm the jackass to pick the Steelers and the Raiders. Hey, the Raiders, I'm not going to lie, they gave Miami a fight. You said they give them a fight. I and, did. They, and they had chances to win that game in the end. And what's up? And the yeah. Commanders. What the freak? That's yeah, Brandon, tell me what happened commanders. with it. My Commanders. My right. Atlanta Fal- my Falcons had the week off, so I I'm was- never pick- I'm never picking the commanders again. <laughs> no. Brandon's like, I ain't never picking the Chiefs neither. Hey, I will I'm gonna give myself hey, a So so the Chiefs should have won that game. 
Show up 17-7. Hey, I'm giving myself the driver's seat. I'm giving myself one prop this week. I am 2-0 in doing this theory. Taking the head over heart when it comes to Seattle. Let's go Rams! <laughs> you know, I took the I took a fan and put it towards the TV so that kick would go wide. And it did. Thank you. Got a pick. I ain't never picked the Seahawks again. Yeah, that game was just <laughs> I mean, Seahawks, what are you doing? Unnecessary. That was an unnecessary yep. game. But, you know... I got to give it to you guys. You guys did very, very well this week. I mean, yeah, yeah 11 and 3 for Dom, 10 and 4 for Brandon, and, you know, 8 and 6 for me. Man, I'm still. I hate football. Hey, you! all you need is a perfect week and you're back in it. It's going to be this week. Because <laughs> I. And when we get there, you know, I, there's a reason why you guys didn't get the games until right before we came on here, you know. Gamesmanship. <laughs> is there an is there a new theory that we don't know about? Yeah, I don't want right. you guys looking at this shit and studying it. <laughs> I gave But I've the, been with, looking at it all day. <laughs> with the parody with the parody and the weirdness that this season has brought on, like we said right before we recorded, Taylor Swift is being a conversation. You know this NFL season is whacked out of its freaking mind. So let's put that in a perspective right then and there. This NFL season's on crack. <laughs> So but that's no, a, that's Adelaide. Oh, and, uh, just to add to the in the NFL season being on crack, Aaron Rodgers revealed today he's on a treadmill. He's running. All right. Oh, by the wow. way, I I wow. recorded the clip. I I think I posted it on one of the social media sites. I can't remember if I if I even did. I probably did. I probably just ended up falling asleep. But did you hear what he said? I, I feel like it really went unnoticed. He's like, you know, I feel like I got a couple of good years in me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that doesn't count. Oh, he's not talking about this year. I know he's, he's gonna got, be here till twenty five, brothers. He's got he's got honestly, in my opinion, three, three, you know, three Aaron Rodgers years, and then if he's still healthier, if he doesn't have a detrimental injury like the Achilles, I would say his window is three to five years. The last year or so, maybe tipping point. But hey, if Tom Brady could do it. Why can't Aaron Rodgers? Let's, sure. let's be real. That era of quarterback is starting to diminish. Peyton Manning's gone. Drew Brees is gone. Eli Manning's gone. All of Phillip Rivers. I'm not saying Phillip Rivers is great, but I'm saying that era of quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, is gone. Yeah. Pretty much, Aaron Rodgers is holding the fort down at this point. Yeah. And he's not playing, so it's not like he's wearing himself out. I mean, yep. he's, he hasn't played who's, this season. Who's, who's, Sorry, the next, who's the next oldest quarterback? In that generation, would it be Russell Wilson? He's been around the league for a while. Matthew Stafford? Yeah. Kirk yeah, Cousins? Stafford. Yeah, Wilson. Stafford came in in 09. So, yeah. yeah, you're looking at Stafford and Russell Wilson being like the grandfathers of the quarterback era, which mm-hmm. is, yeah. you know, we're in that era now, folks. The quarterbacks we grew up on are Hall of Fame worthy or gone. That's yeah. funny you even break that up, dude. Were you listening to me earlier? Because I was thinking about that. I was like, man, could you – at one point – and I'm not just talking about just over a certain span of years. I'm just talking at one point. Mm-hmm. In the league, we had guys like Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Eli Manning. Yep. I mean – Michael like, Michael Vick. Even Michael Vick in his prime. Issue. Yeah. Yeah. There like, was court, there was dogs, man. There were dogs in this league. Like, like I said, I think 
in the era we've been living, that was probably the best decade of quarterback. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know. Donovan McNabb, all that, mm, you know, streamlining. Yeah. At one point, you had all of them. Drew Brees, uh, Phillip Rivers. You had all of those guys playing around the same time. That's crazy, dude. It was mu- uh, Imagine yeah. if football. What a time su- to be alive, right? Sunday ticket back then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll do you one better. Take it back to when uh, the divisions were bigger. You remember when the Colts were in the AFC? Oh, AC? sure do. I'm sure <laughs> glad the fuck they got out. Can you imagine <laughs> being dog-walked by Peyton Manning and Tom Brady every damn year, dude? Hey, there's four losses right there. Automatic. Ten and, yeah. ten and six. You might, as well, you might as well lock it up. Come on. You had <laughs> Tom lucky. Brady... You had Tom Brady with Gronk, and then you had, you know, Peyton Manning with Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark. Like, you would have had no break in between. That was nope. – that's that's all gas, no breaks. And what I mean by gas <laughs> is the Jets' season's up in flames. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I remember when the Colts got bounced. I was so – I was like, oh, thank God. Dude, I love Peyton Manning, dude, but I was like, thank God, man. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't deal with that. I was happy to see that. But you know what? <laughs> Speaking of dogs, Jets got dog walked on Sunday, dude. Turnovers. That was a nice segue. Um. <laughs> Over 11 on third down. Gave up six sacks, penalties, missed tackles. Oh my God, the missed tackle, dude. There was one by, uh, no, there was two. It really stood up. The one by Sauce and the one by uh, Quincy Williams. Man, it's like, what do you? It's like, who are you guys? What is this? What is this grabbing? Defense quit, man. They quit big time. They, big yep, time. I was just about to Second say. Half, they, yeah, it was just like they made a, they made a statement. You know, the offense they they cannot keep picking up the offense, and they quit. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's at least a look that way. Well, you remember I said this – I said it weeks ago going into that Denver game. I said if, if Zach Wilson doesn't play well and this offense continues to stay inept, how long is the leash on the defense before they say, we're done? It lasted four, extra, four or five extra weeks, but finally you saw the defense just say, we're done. We can't handle it. They were basically going on strike at that point. And, and the thing with the missed tackles I'm noticing around the league, not just with the Jets, and I've noticed it with the Niners and a bunch of other teams. I don't know if it's a the way the football is now, the era of times that we're in. I see defenders tackling opponents too high. They're mm. trying to go for the upper body, kind of the throw down. Just go for the legs. Finish him, do a hip check leg, take him down and be done. They're trying to go for mano a mano. We're going to stand tall. We're going to tackle you up high. That's a recipe for disaster. And you and know what? I blame the goddamn rules these days, man, because you know what? And Tom thing. Brady, Tom Brady talked about it earlier. You know, it, mediocre. It's 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 they're trying to regulate the game way too much that they that they are develop that, that players are now developing bad habits. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it, and it's 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 bringing down the game, dude. I mean, because it because how many how many flags a game are we seeing? It's like Jesus, Christ, come on, guys. The Seattle, I think the Seattle Rams game had about twenty plus. Penalties. That's ridiculous. Both teams were in the double digit penalty wise. That's that's ridiculous, man. That's I mean, com- that's common. How is that common? Let the players play. I see it at the high school level. I they're being even meticulous at the high school level. Like you barely touch somebody 
like a quarterback running out of bounds for a loss of two, and you basically accidentally shove him with no intent, 15 yards. It's like you're you're, you're meticulous too much. It's like Pat McAfee said on his show. Could you imagine this game in 10 years at this rate? Flag football. Exactly what it's going to be. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you personally, I'll stop watching. It'll I'm be not like even the, lying, dude. I ain't trying to watch the Jets win a flag football tournament Super it was, Bowl. It was like the, shit uh, about that. What was that? The Pro Bowl last year in Las Vegas? Yeah, that's exactly the, where it's going to end up. That's when we'll win, already. Why? <laughs> why do you think they tested it out in the Pro Bowl? I bet you it'll be back for the Pro Bowl this year. Put flag football rules to get us back. <laughs> that's, that's when we'll win. I that's love you ball. for that one, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But, but if you if back to the you know the game there, if you look at it was an interesting stat, which helped me to see that the defense is kind of quit. If you look at that was the first time that touchdown to Shahid. Mm-hmm. That was the first touchdown the Jets have given up all season to a wide receiver. Yep. Oh, isn't that crazy? That's that, that that's a wild stat. That's eleven weeks into the season, and yeah. That's how you know they quit, man. There was a there was a point that this defense was going to quit and just say we had enough. Yeah, and I don't blame them. And and was it against Buffalo, a divisional opponent? So be it. Was there an opportunity to still get back in the division in some way, shape, or form? Absolutely. But when you go into the half and the first half that was so awful for the Jets, there was nothing happening. I don't think that I could point out one drive that was. 2.9 2.9 yards per play, dude. You can't Average. you're not even you're not even contending for a first down. No. Who cares about scoring or field goals? Just even getting a first down. Leading receiver was Garrett Wilson, two receptions, nine yards. That's stupid. That's and he's coming in with an elbow injury. I love the how is that, it's affecting him. How is that how is that your leading receiver for the game? Two receptions, nine yards. <laughs> And this is a guy that last week said, why are they calling up a play for a trick play and I have a bad elbow and they want me to throw it, heave it 40 yards down the field? Again, two words, Nathaniel Hackett. I'll tell you right now, dude, I'm at a point where if I was Joe Douglas, I would fire. I'd be like, you know what? Screw you. You're fired. I don't give a shit. I run the show, not Aaron Rodgers. Well, you noticed during um, Salah's press conference, uh, uh, it may have seemed like there might have been a difference of uh, opinion when it comes to Zach Wilson between himself and uh, and Joe D. Joe Douglas. Referring uh, to the draft pick? Yeah. You, you heard about that? Yeah. You hear know what he said? That? He's like, mm-hmm. well, I have my thoughts on it, but it's going to stay in-house. Yeah. yeah. That tells oh. me there's a problem. Yep. Yeah. Look at... And, and, six- and it's coming out three years later. That's called... That's cracks right there, man. You better, you better get that shit patched up real fast. Well, because I forget, remind me, fellas, is, is this Zach Wilson's last year on the rookie deal, or does he have one more? No, he's got one more. Yeah, okay, more. so he's pretty much a backup next year. That's for all intents and purposes. I wouldn't Let's say it's a given. So he's at eleven million, so I mean, they may just do they cut their know. ties? They should let them, just let them go. Just let them, you know. Just he's too polarizing at this point. Well, because just this, this, this go to a small market team. And play behind a veteran quarterback somewhere, uh, and, and just you know what I'm saying, just 
Stay out of the big markets. Go back up. Go back up someone in Washington or something. <laughs> yeah, like for me, this yep. is how I this is how I take it. And Randy will know this analogy a little in this comparison. Zach Wilson to me is like Joe Adele of the Los Angeles Angels. Oh. They get touted as a huge prospect, big arm, big talent, big ability. They go into practice in preseason, spring training, and you see those shimmers of hope, and this is what it's going to be. Then they have the opportunity at their fingertips, and they wash it away. Zach Wilson, in, in the case of Zach Wilson versus Joe Adele, Zach Wilson at least is actually playing. Anytime Joe Adele has the opportunity to go perform, oblique strain, this injury, this. So it's like you're wasting your opportunities. In a way, Zach Wilson, you're wasting it too with your poor performance. So it's like the upside could be high, but based on what you're putting in front of me, you're not worth more than dirt at this point because it is not working out that way. Yeah, and neither one neither one of the dudes had it between the years. So and the, and the, the, the sad thing about it is I, I don't think Zach is a bad kid. He was thrown into a situation where he probably shouldn't have. He probably should have redshirted uh, last year. And then on top of that, he he's the scapegoat. He, he's the scapegoat. Mm -hmm. But we all know it's not just his fault. We all know it's Absolutely. the entire offense. You all saw my Everybody tweet. Everybody knows it's the entire offense. Mm -hmm. but they're not getting rid of Hackett. Unfortunately. Right? They're not getting rid of Hackett. There's nothing they can do about the offensive line right now. Nope. You know? Uh, and, and so, it, it's got to be Zach. Zach is on the chop. You know, he's he has to fall on the sword. And, and it's tough. Well, this, yeah. is what, right. this is how I compared it in a way is Take a look for a moment at the Cleveland Browns. Browns are right up in there for a chase at the division against Baltimore. They're in the thick of it in the AFC. And they have incredibly inconsistent quarterback play. One minute to Sean Watson, then P.J. Walker, now Dorian Thompson. And mm -hmm. they lost Nick Chubb, mm -hmm. their, their star. Their defense is legit. They have dogs. The Jets are very similar. Where Jets and Browns, two great defenses. The Browns have a better offensive line, which is helping any quarterback that falls into that situation. Jets lost Aaron Rodgers. Browns lose Nick Chubb. Heartbeat of the offense. But the Browns are ascending. Jets are declining. Take a look at how the offense is being run in the offensive coordinator. I'm not sure who that is off the top of my head for Cleveland, but Nathaniel Hackett. Look at the small nuances and how these two teams that have had very similar things happen have really diverged into a tale of two seasons. And that's the the sucky part for Jets fans that have to watch teams that are mediocre or that have similar issues to them but are doing much better than them at this point in the year. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and I think as far as the rest of the season goes, like I'll tell you right now, like that game took a lot of joy and hope away from me. Because I said I don't know if I said it on this podcast or if I said it on one of the podcasts that I was a guest on last week. But I said it, man, if we lose this game and get to four and six, it's gonna be difficult. Mm -hmm. And now you're dealing with these issues where you're basically trotting out a practice squad offensive line. Listen to this. We lost we're gonna lose Beckton for a couple of weeks. Luckily it's it, we're looking at maybe one, two, possibly three weeks with a high ankle sprain. So that's a positive, I suppose. So we didn't lose him for the year. But listen to this, guys. The Jets are on their 
14th different offensive linemen of the season. Eight different line combinations have been made during the season. New York is on their third left tackle, fourth center, fifth right guard, and their third right tackle. And the Philadelphia Eagles have not had one single change to their O-line all season. Isn't that crazy? We deal with this shit every year. Yep. Mm -hmm. Every freaking year. This is why this is why quality depth is so important, man. And, and this so, is why this is why with, when Aaron Rodgers made those comments about, hey, I got a couple of good years in me, I said, hey, this offseason needs to be about O line, O line, O line, dude. But it's gonna be a but you know what the media and other people are gonna fixate on? Why Reun reunite Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers? I we know, we know, we know Devontae Adams is probably going to get dealt in the offseason. The Raiders aren't going to cut it for him. They have issues. Yep. Every single person in the media is going to point right to East Rutherford and not to the Giants, to the Jets. Because okay. Aaron Rodgers. Imagine if if you fix the O line in the draft and in free agency. I'm pretty sure you both would agree if the O-line gets fixed, Devontae Adams is going to be a welcome to New York. Like, yeah. why not? That's like extra credit, you know? You'd have Garrett Wilson on one side, Devontae Adams over here with Aaron Rodgers. That's that's a nice little trio with Brees Hall in the back. Mm -hmm. So that helps the offense. But again, it's all going to depend, like always. It doesn't matter how many wide receivers. If Aaron Rodgers has less than a second to throw, you're screwed 10 ways to Sunday. Yeah. So no, I, 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 I just think this offseason, like we could use maybe a starter to like, you know, ABT will be back. Beckton will be back. Um, you got Tipman, uh, Lincoln Thomas will be back. Who's actually been playing pretty decent this year. So you could use maybe one, two really good starters. And from there, I mean, you just need, you need to fill out that, that depth chart behind those starting five, like you did the defensive line, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, it needs to be like that because I mean, you can't just, because these guys will get injured. These are big guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know I'm saying that and you're, you just mentioned about Philadelphia, but <laughs> I mean, most, mo most times than not, it's going to happen. These are big dudes. You know, it's a grinding season. So it's, it's always important to have quality depth at the, at the offensive line. Like you could get away in some areas, like all right, whatever you can mask it. But when it comes to the offensive line, it's hard to mask that dude, especially when you got nothing but shit after you're starting five. No, and at the end of the day, how do you expect? And I know you have this to talk about next, but I'll bring it up right now. If the O line is still going to be the O line, what do you really expect different from Boyle this week starting? against Miami. Like, is he just supposed to pull a rabbit out of his hat and get a 300-yard game, three tutties, and, you know, a miracle victory? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I think, and I don't know if Brandon, I'll kick it to him, I'll see if he agrees. I think when it comes to the quarterback position, I think Boyle will give you at least experience by getting the ball out quicker. So I think the yards will be there. I don't know if it'll be 300. But it'll be more than what Zach gives you. I Like I said before we kick this thing off, for me, it's inside the 20s. Because we seem to do a lot of good outside the 20s. But once we get inside the 20s, it's like the play calling just goes conservative as hell. 
it's it, it's like it's like we I don't know what we're doing, dude. So I I, I think I think it'll be there uh, outside the twenties. But when it when when you get in that red zone, like it's it's still a big question mark. I mean, it's it could still be a Greg Zerline kind of day, even even if Boyle throws for even three hundred yards. It's so. But yeah, so here's what I think Salah's thinking is that he needs to show the defense something mm-hmm. that. That they 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 understand they get it. They can't keep trotting Zach out there. They can't read a defense that's not that that where his his football IQ is just so low, right? Uh, to where he's just throwing balls in the dirt, uh, or or just taking bad sacks. I get it. There are times when he has no time to throw the ball. But what about the times when he does have time to throw the ball and he can't make the throw and still or throws missing, into the ground. missing guys? And again, it's not all Zach's fault. Like I understand that. Uh, but something needed to happen. Just like last season, something needed to happen. Mike White came in. Cincinnati Bengals almost won that game. Oh, yeah, wait, did we win that game? Almost. Did we win that game? We won that game. No, I think we did win that game. Yeah, he threw over 400 yards mm-hmm. and, three, and three touchdowns. Uh, we're not saying we're going to get that from Tim Boyle. Right. However, this Miami team can be beaten. Uh, and we, and with solid nose, he needs that defense to show up Friday uh, against Miami. So we got to do all, all that we can to keep the defense, you know, uh, happy. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully, Tim Boyle can get that ball out and and, and just so just a measure, uh, just a measure of, of competent QB play. It's all we're asking. Just a measure. Uh, something the likes of which Zach was not giving us. Absolutely. And I actually like that. That's a, that's a nice segue there, Brandon. We're going to go ahead and get off this Buffalo Bills game, and we're going to go ahead and talk about the Miami Dolphins. It's going to be a tough week for the Jets. And Miami coming off of, I wouldn't say big, but just a touchdown victory over the Raiders, 20-13. to 13. And, and I'll give props to Randy on this one because he was all about it last week in the pick, saying the Raiders might upset the Dolphins. And, you know, the Raiders numerous times could have won that game. Multiple interceptions, bad plays. They had it in them. So the Dolphins, Tua Tonga Vailoa, 325 yards with two touchdowns and an interception last week. Their running game, not as strong as it's been in the past. Devon Achen went out with another the same knee injury. So he's questionable on a short week coming into this Jets game. Again, one less Dolphin to worry about is probably better for the Jets' defense to worry about in this situation. But Raheem Mostert, 22 carries, 86 yards, nothing out of the usual. Of course, I think this name is going to be on everybody's radar, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek, 10 receptions, 146 yards, another touchdown to his credit this year. Targeted 11 times the most targeted wide receiver on the Miami Dolphins. The second was Jalen Waddle with eight. So... At least looking at last week's sample size against the Dolphins, I think what the Jets could take from what the Raiders did well. Because QBR-wise, Tua Tungavailoa had a 38.7 QBR. Even though he has over 300 yards, it was not a pretty game whatsoever. Pressure, pressure, pressure. That D-line has to go out consistently. I don't want to call it every play all blitz package, but you're going to have to do the blitzing early in this game to establish, hey, no run. You're going to have to pass. 
and your secondary is going to have to be on point all season well, we don't long. Blitz. We don't blitz. And, we don't. and that and that's kind of the oxymoron in this conversation is you don't blitz, but here's a game where you probably should be blitzing because Tua yeah. is not running the ball like he has been in previous seasons. I'm not calling him a runner like, you know, who's a runner in this league? Like Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes or things like that. He's running as a very last resort to go get three, four, five yards when all other options are destroyed. 2,934 yards passing for Tua Tungavailoa this year, 21 touchdowns and eight interceptions. He's 10th in the NFL with a QBR of 61.7. You pressure him, you get him uncomfortable. He has had a turnover in all but three games this year that are to his credit. And I, and when I talk about intercept, you know, that's more interceptions for a quarterback. The only games he did not have a, a, a turnover on his volition, the game in Germany against Kansas City, also against Carolina and against Denver. Carolina's not that great of a defense. Denver is coming on strong, but early on this year, that was the 70-20 to 20 blowout game. He didn't have to do too much to look like a genius in that game. And then the Chiefs, okay, their defense is pretty legit. So really, there should be no reason why the Jets shouldn't force one or two interceptions. You know you're going to loft the ball up to Tyreek Hill. You know you're going to throw it down the middle of the field to Jalen Waddle. You know who to set up for. I, if I'm the Jets, I would rather be beat by the lower-end wide receivers of the Dolphins than to be consistently beat all game long by Hill and Waddle. Mm-hmm. You know, Brandon, I'll throw it to you first. Do you agree? Because I know you just brought up the whole Jets don't pressure, but if any game was the scenario to put the pressure on, I'm not saying let's go try to pressure them enough that you're causing a concussion or two. I'm not saying that. But just make them realize I only have – a couple of seconds to get this ball out, not all the time in the world. Well, yeah, so so the Jets claim to fame on their defense is that they haven't had the blitz. They haven't had the need to blitz uh, because the four four man rush is, is one of the best in the in the in the league. And they're getting back there. So they get they're pressuring the quarterback uh with just the four men that they rush with. Uh which is which Again, speaks to the fact that they have not allowed a touchdown uh, to to a wide receiver this year to last week, because they've been able to play off and play you know play in the secondary more uh, and just let the four guys in front eat. Um, so I don't know if that their philosophy is going to change uh, this week, um, especially knowing that Tua is not a runner. Um, that kind of hurts us when. We're just rushing four, and you have a running quarterback. Uh, that means there's pockets, and those running quarterback kills us every time. Or we catch a wheel route uh, yeah. for a quarterback, for, for a running back. Um, so I'm not sure if that philosophy is going to change because we haven't had success in the past, uh, basically this whole year, um, doing that. So we'll see. Uh, I get what you're saying, Dom. I just not, I'm not sure if they're going to change that 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 philosophy. Uh, the yeah. biggest thing is going to be offense for the Jets, as always. It's going to be the offense. Because um, if you remember, too, last season, um, they held Tariq Hill and Waddle in check both games. Mm-hmm. Both games they played them. Uh, and, and one could argue the defense is better than last year. Their secondary is better than, yep. than last year. 
Uh, so I'm not saying we're going to shut them down or anything like that. I'm just saying we're at home. Uh, they're on the road. It's going to be nice and chilly. I'm going to be at that game. Uh, oh. with a, with a bunch of people. Nice. Uh, um, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of spark this offense can provide. Uh, anything it, it will, 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 will encourage, will encourage, will encourage us. Um, as fans in the stands to make it as loud and difficult as possible uh, for Tua. I saw something today uh, on uh, first take that we're talking about Miami Dolphins as it relates to the playoffs. They're the type of team that needs a home game in the playoffs. Yes. Uh, yep. Because they have trouble communicating when it's too loud. Mm-hmm. So, Jet fans, we need to make it as loud as possible for them so they cannot communicate properly and so that they're all over the place. So I'm not saying we'll win the game. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm hoping at the very least it's a good one. A competitive one. A competitive one. Yeah, yeah. Com- that's all I ask, competitive. No, yeah, I- I- I'm 100% on board with you, Brandon. Um, I-, I-, I definitely don't see us changing our philosophy. Um, it says right here the Dolphins were averaging three and a half uh, – Yards of carry when they were rushing. Like, I know it, on paper it says we should stop that, but the I think the Jets have focused so much. Like you said, we barely just gave up our first uh, touchdown to receiver this year on defense. We focus. I think we focus so much on really stopping that part of the opponent's game that our run defense kind of suffers because you know, we've given up some chunk yeah. yardage this year as far as mm-hmm. you know the opponent's running uh, rushing attack goes. So, I don't know. I, I can see the Dolphins having a big, kind of a decent day on, on the ground. Um, I think I think the big thing is, like you guys are saying, is shutting down Waddle and Hill. Like, those are the guys you don't want beating you. You know, you don't, you don't got to worry about containing Tua. He's, you know, he's not going to be running all over you. You know, just you, you just got to pressure him. You, you don't even really got to sack the hell out of the guy. Just pressure him because... When Tua feels the heat, it, it's like um, oh, who were we talking about earlier in the year? He's uh, like Josh Allen. You know, he feels that heat. He is gonna make those bonehead mistakes, and, and, and you keep bringing the heat. He'll make multiple of them. And I, I and I think that if the Jets can come out on defense and play their game and keep it close, it's like Brandon said. It's gonna come down to the offense, and it's like I said just a little bit ago. Like we might. It could be a day, it, like I said, it could be a day where you could have 250, almost 300 yards, in be, you know, in between the 20s. But once you or outside the 20s, but when you get in between the 20s, yep. that's that's where the question lies. It, it's the play calling. Now, could the, could the play calling be an issue or an issue or point to the fact that maybe they had to dumb it down because, like I said, Zach doesn't have it between the ears and he just couldn't understand it. And then maybe we can maybe we'll open it up and we'll see things a little different with a guy that actually understands this system. Aaron Rodgers said it. Tim Boyle, no, he didn't say this, but I, this is me saying this. Now he's not he's not a good he's not the a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. You know, most teams he'd probably be a third stringer. But the one thing that he has going for him that Zach doesn't and never did, the minute Hackett walked through that door 
was he understands this offense in and out just like Aaron does. So maybe they were having to dumb this thing down for Zach to where it was just like, okay, we can't call this, we can't call this. We're very limited in what we can call. Whereas yeah. with Boyle, you won't be limited. You he knows he knows the terminology. He knows it like the back of his hand. I think it's a situation where this is going to be a game that you're going to have to open up the playbook. Absolutely. And even and even if Boyle doesn't understand understand whatever he does. Screw it. Throw the kitchen sink at the Dolphins. And let it rip. And let it rip. Got to save your season sticks. right here, man. Be- because A, like Randy said, you got to save your season. B, you're already kind of up against the wall because the Dolphins, and this was a point I was going to get to, every win for the Dolphins this year has been a team with a 500 record or below. Their three losses have been against Buffalo, Kansas City, and the Eagles, who yeah. are all above 500. So the Dolphins... And to Brandon's point about ESPN first take talking about they want a home playoff game, they do not want to be on the road, and they don't want to play a team that is better than them because they can't play to that capable. They are the they are the bullies on the playground that are the sixth graders beating up on the first graders. Those mm-hmm. sixth graders do not want to see junior high kids. You know they right. they they don't want someone who's bigger and badder against them because then they're going to collapse. That defense for Miami has been suspect. They've had good games. They've had bad games. The offense has been the more consistent of the bunch, Mm -hmm. even if you take out that 70-point massacre against Denver early on in the season. They're they're known for scoring at least 20 points or more a game. They can do that in a heartbeat. But there's just something in this game that says, if the Raiders put pressure on Miami, why can't the Jets? Why can't the Jets... Keep this, keep this thing alive, keep this game going, and give the offense as much opportunity as you can give them. Because if the if the defense comes out on Friday like they did in the second half, this game's over. It's not going to happen. They have to come and dig deep, find themselves, and find a way to give Boyle the opportunity to go out there and win. And, and by that, throw everything at the kitchen sink. If the Jets win the coin toss, receive first. I I was just gonna say that this is a week I would because you know me, I'm a defer kind of guy. Yeah. I want to set the tone on defense. But this you're absolutely right, Dominic. This is the week where I want the ball first and I'm gonna go down there and shove it down their goddamn throat for a freaking opening drive touchdown, our first one of the season. Can you believe well, you know, that? Still the only well, you know, team in the league without a first an opening drive touchdown, man. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna stack the box. Absolutely. As every team has been doing. So, to your point, Dom, they got to let it ring. Mm-hmm. Let yep. them throw the ball. Because we, we have to. That's the only way the defense is going to back up. And, and, the, and We have to finally prove that we box. can at least be competitive with a quarterback. And, yeah. and, the other, and the other aspect of letting it rip is, every, if you're looking at it from a Miami side perspective on their defense, they know as they're watching film, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, they're focusing on that, right? But with Boyle coming in, I think it's the fringe receivers, the Lazard, Conklin, Rucker, players like that, that potentially get more opportunities or at least targets. Because if you're opening the playbook, Zach Wilson, if he was dumbing it down, your options are going to limit to Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. I think now with Boyle, if it's true and they can open the playbook up, Maybe you get lucky, 
and you can have more targets instead of 12 targets or whatever a game to Garrett Wilson, maybe eight to Garrett Wilson, two extra to Rucker, two more to Conklin. See if he and Lazard can figure things out again. Boyle was the backup at Green Bay for years with Aaron Rodgers. So maybe he and Lazard have something that Zach Wilson and Lazard, and maybe I'm giving too much credit to the Lazard, but maybe you dig deep and, again. You're <laughs> you're at this he's trash. But you're at the point where you gotta throw everything. So if that includes Alan Lazard, throw it and see what happens. Maybe you catch fire even if it's for one drive. If you get four catches and a touchdown and one drive from Lazard, that's his best all year. Take the touchdown and you know drop the mic and leave. I don't. I can't trust Lazard, man. I mean, did he did he have a drop at the three yard line that would have set us up? He did. He had a, he I had mean, a drop on Monday night against the, the Chargers a couple weeks ago. And, and you know what? And Brandon knows this. He was, and this is not a slight to Corey Davis. This is, I mean, he had to do what he had to do, and I commend him for it. I applaud him for it. Mental health is always of the utmost importance. Yep. This is, I mean. Take it from me. You saw my rant. I'm mentally crazy sometimes. But had Corey Davis not walked away, Alan Lazard would not be our number two wide receiver. Oh no, not at all. I mean, so he would not. He probably wouldn't even be getting as many opportunities with that ball as he would. Because Corey Davis, I well, he was he was a good he was a good route runner. I just can only imagine what our red zone offense would look like with him still here, man. To, to your point, um, his snaps have been have decreased. Mm-hmm. Bizarre. Last yeah, night, I think he was like thirty three percent of the snaps. Yeah, um, which is the lowest of the season for him. So hopefully, I mean, listen, man, I know Salah's got a tough job. Yeah, he wants to win. These guys, some of these guys are talented. So you're trying to balance all of that out by helping them. But also, he can't tolerate guys just not putting maximum maximum effort in, right. like Lazard is not doing. Like I, I don't get why he can't catch the ball, why we he can't run. Around. And we all know Lazard was going to be Aaron Rodgers' security blanket. They had their relationship from the Green Bay days. That's why Lazard probably came over. Rodgers like, hey, come on, let's go and. You know, you can be my little psychic. You're not going to be number one like you were in Green Bay when Devontae Adams left. But if Garrett Wilson's double coverage, we've had games where I've thrown you seven targets for 80 yards and a pair of touchdowns. Mm -hmm. That's why I think Lazard is not Lazard, because I think if Aaron Rodgers is quarterbacking all season, again, Lazard, by no means am I comparing him to Garrett Wilson. God, no. But I think Lazard would have a better productive year if Aaron Rodgers was at the helm, I I I, I believe that it's not great, but I so think, think he's more is? useful. What do you think the difference is between? So you don't think he would have the same drops? I think the drops would be there. I think maybe his effort level would be different, and I think okay. Aaron Rodgers with that relationship, Aaron Rodgers would sit there on a practice and be like, "Oh, he'd be holding him accountable. He'd be holding him accountable. Yeah. He'd be holding him and say, you don't do it, I'm not gonna throw to you again.'" And he and, knows that too. And Lazard been, knows that. He's been through that in prime time wearing, you know, with the Packers. And he was again the last last year he was the top dog in Green Bay until Christian Watson came on in the second half of the season. So mm-hmm. Lazard knows how to be a wide receiver one, a wide receiver two, and right now wide receiver questionable with the Jets right now. 
So I think he'd have a better season, not Pro Bowl or anything crazy, but I think he does enough where he'd have maybe three or four catches a game for 30 to 40 yards and a touchdown here and there if Aaron Rodgers, because Rodgers would be able to find him. Zach Wilson, with whatever the situation was, if it was holding back the playbook or not understanding, there are times, Zach Wilson, you look at the footage, he's looking at one receiver the whole time, and there's two guys wide open over there. Change, you know, I think it's a a variable situation. I do think there's a change. But, again, if if they open up the playbook for Boyle, what does that look like for Lazard? Conklin, Rucker, maybe Gibson gets in there. What does it look like for those fringe guys that don't normally get targeted as much when Zach Wilson's in there? That could be a difference maker in this game if we're looking at it in a positive trek for the Jets. I wish they would tar- target Conklin more. I mean, he's he was he's quietly having a season. Solid. I mean, he's been solid. Yeah, I mean, outside of that drop touchdown um, against the Chiefs, was yeah, that him? Like was that, said, he's was been that, very solid. Uh, yeah, that was Conklin. Was that him? Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. But he was kind of tumbling into the – it was a tough play to make. Yeah. But yeah. but still, but you look at it in that scenario with the situation the Jets have been in, not just against the Dolphins this week, not just against Buffalo week one and last week, or just even against, you know, the crummy Chargers and the Raiders and, and, and the highs and lows matchups. There have been points in the season where everybody has had a high. Garrett Wilson's had a high at one point this year. Brees Hall's had a high. Conklin's had a high. Zach Wilson had, I think, maybe one game where it was a a good high where you're like, okay, this is Zach Wilson. But it's never merged all at the same time for a consistent basis. And Mm. you're basically asking the Jets now with Boyle at the helm to magically get all those pieces, bring them together on offense, and now play consistently from now to the end of the year and make a magical run. Because at this point now, without you know getting too far advanced here with, I know we're just talking about the Miami Dolphins game here, but just putting it all into perspective. The Jets have the Dolphins, home against the Falcons, home against the Texans. So you have three home games in a row against teams that are pretty good. You have Dolphins and Je- uh, Texans who are good offensively, Falcons can be very inconsistent. So you have three, and then you go on the road to take on the Dolphins. So Dolphins times two. Yeah, yeah it, again, it, with all of the crap that has happened with the Jets this year, do they still have a fighting chance? In yeah. a way, on paper, based on the numbers, and Randy knows this, I say this all the time with our Angels, on paper yeah. and not mathematically, the Jets aren't dead in the water. They win two of the three and go six and seven. That's a hell of a lot better than, you know, yes, you got the Commanders, the Browns, and the Patriots. To me, you should beat the Commanders, you should beat the Patriots, and you should beat the Falcons. Those are three games. The other ones are up for grabs. So that would be seven and six. It's up for grabs, but you, there is no room for mistakes. You have to play mistake-free football now for the next two months. Yeah, and that's where the problem lies right there, man, because you see it's how hard. disciplined this team is. There's no accountability across the board. I mean, it's drops, it's penalties week in, week out, and yet nothing seems to change because there's, like I said, no accountability. No one's being held accountable for the bullshit that they're that they're pulling out on the football field. And, and that's to me, that's where the problem lies is this team – 
is because they're so undisciplined, they don't know how not to play mistake-free football. It's, it's, it's almost like it's ingrained in them. Oh, 100%. It's like, I, and Brandon knows this. It's, it's, I'm sure he gets this feeling every time a positive play happens. Where's the flag? Hmm? That's what I do. Or, or a whole, it quit. It, yeah. You're every like, time okay. we make a positive play, dude. <laughs> well, you already know it's like you get a first yeah, down. You're and you're like, okay, ball we're yeah. No, it's. it's I feel like we broke down the Miami Jets game. So, we, who... what's that? We broke that game down. Uh, what's our picks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, babe. You listening at home? What do you think we're gonna say with our picks? Well, Based actually, on the <laughs> since we're previewing it, we'll go ahead and get this one out of the way. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and start. I mean, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. I mean, until the Jets show me something, I mean, penalties, third down, red zone drops. I mean, the offensive line's in shambles. Like I said, it's a practice squad offensive line. Like, it's hard to think this team is going to be competitive. So, I mean, until they show me something, once again, I'm going against the Jets. And until they show me something, this could be another Greg Zerline game where the Jets lose 24-12. to Yep. That's viable option. So, are we going clean sweep with the Dolphins here? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I thought maybe Brandon would be like, well, I am in attendance, so they can't <laughs> lose with me there. But the Jets have known have known, you know, for you guys for years, the heartbreak kids. So uh, you know, good luck. I wish you the best. I'll be, be watching. One, be the one they win. No. Oh yeah, we are, we're we're calling a clean sweep, so I'm definitely meaning the Jets are winning. <laughs> Randy's like, get off the podcast now. Get out of here. Randy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> this would be yeah. Yeah. Everybody's counting. You know what? I'm gonna you know what? I'm already my season to hell. You know what? I'm changing my pick. I'm picking the Jets. You You know what? I need I'm ninety two and seventy two. No, you you guys are already a hundred in a hundred you know, I need something. I need a spark like the Jets do. And this might be it. (laughs) Next week is my problem week. We're gonna have we're gonna have Jets Falcons and Falcons is my team that can't get it right. So either way, is it going to be you or is it going to be the Falcons? You're going to screw uh, me next week. Yep. Oh, man. Ugh. All you right. You picking the Jets for real? Picking the Jets, yep. You know what? If you, guys are, pick, if you guys are picking the Dolphins, I'm picking the Jets, man, because I need to do something different. And, and if it takes, you know, going you gotta the te- parody you gotta, route. You got to tempt the fate a little bit. I do. <laughs> I do, because I need to change it up, because my last four weeks have been horrendous, dude. So I, I got to do something. So – I'm picking the Jets. You got you boys got the Dolphins in this one, and so yeah, I got Tyreek having a big game. Unfortunately, we'll see what happens. Upset of the week? No, I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, next we're gonna move on to our weekly predictions. And like I said again, Dominic took the lead this week, going eleven and three. He's now one hundred and sixty-four. Brandon goes ten and four this week, also matching Dominic at one hundred and sixty-four. And there I am again in third place at 92 and 72. And like I just did, I just picked the Jets. That's how desperate I am right now to try and shake things up. I'm picking the Jets. Hey, I wanted to share. It's the week of Thanksgiving. I wanted to share in this Karen with Brandon at the top of the leaderboard. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. I had to share. Come on. Well, you can share with me too, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I need to win. Hey, 
I could I could be mean and be like, we don't play down to our competition. But <laughs> get, get on this level. Get on the level. Oh, hey, God. you. Hey, the Jets pick could give you the perfect record this week. Oh shit! Uh huh. You cold blooded. There'll, there'll be a couple in there. It was the deciding game was the Chiefs Eagles game. Yeah. Was. Yep. Sorry, brother. Scantling. MVS. <laughs> most valuable. No, too bad it was an MVD. I'd be like most valuable dropper, but oh, most valuable slippery or slips. Yeah. Most valuable slips. All right. So this is a Thanksgiving edition of the Pickums this week. So we're not going to see you all uh, the rest of the week. So happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners and our supporters. We appreciate all of you guys, and we hope you have a very, very happy and safe Thanksgiving holiday. And eat and get fat as much as you can because I love this holiday. Better than Christmas. I'd rather I'd rather open a turkey on Christmas than a present. <laughs> nice spiral ham, pineapple and cherries. Whew. Oh, Stuffy. I'm not gonna look at Thanksgiving dinner the same anymore. again. Let's talk, let's talk food. <laughs> <laughs> the fantasy football of Thanksgiving food. All right. So now moving on to Thursday. Well, we got morning, afternoon, and evening. Thanksgiving. Kicking it off with a traditional one, the Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions. Detroit is favored at seven and a half at home. I like it. You know, I'm a big Lions fan this year. Give me the Lions. I, I like the seven and a half points, too. So give me something like, uh, I don't know, 24-14, something like that. Yep. Same. Lions going to get it done. Come on. They've had – right. they get Thanksgiving at home. They've had their first Monday night football game at home this year. They're rolling. They looked suspect against the Bears, but Packers, what are you gonna do? It's yep. it's the Lions. It's the Lions. But you know what? They pulled you know what? They pulled it out though. They they dug hey. deep and said, No, nah, we ain't losing this game. That, I'm that, saying, that's a credit to that's a credit to the coach. There's a lot, uh, you know, I might you know, this could be on the funny rule, but a lot of men can't can't say they pulled it out in the end. <laughs> Detroit can. Happy, thanks, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Woo! Thanksgiving. It's a cornucopia of all kinds of shit on this show. <laughs> all right, so we got a clean sweep of the Detroit Lions. Moving on to the midday game, we got the Washington Commanders, Brandon's very own Washington Commanders, at the How About Them Dallas Cowboys. Um, Dallas, whoo, little disrespectful. But uh, Dallas is favored by 11 and a half. Um, it's a divisional game. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cowboys because, you know, I ain't picking the Commanders this week. I'm I'm petty, and they and they let me down hard last week. So give me the Cowboys 27-17. Yeah, give me the Cowboys big in this one. 31-10. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm along the same lines as Brandon. Dallas big. Um there are it's Thanksgiving in Dallas. They're honoring uh, who is it? A uh, you know former coach. Um, what's his name? I'm blanking on the name for a minute. Not not Johnson. The for you know, the, guy, the Cowboys. They're putting him in the Ring of Honor. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. I knew it was Johnson. <laughs> Aunt putting him in the Ring of Honor. You know they had their halftime celebration. It's going all the pageantry is going to go for for America's team. For the cowgirls, 
I have to pick it because we're, picks are important. Cowboys big. All right. Got the Cowboys serving up twice. Big commanders. Yep. Moving on to the evening game. Game of the week for big Dominic Lorenz. First place 100 game winner. San Francisco at Dominic Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> My ears are going to be ringing Woo! in that game. San Francisco favorite at seven and a half. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I like San Francisco, but this one's tough because it's a, it's a home game for Seattle. Um, I think you know I think I'm gonna pick the San Francisco 49ers. I, I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with the points here, the the favored points here. Uh, I, I think it's gonna be a lot closer though because of the being in Seattle. I'm thinking. Give me something 27-20 San Francisco. Yeah, give me the Niners. Um, yeah, I don't 27-17. all yours, Dominic. You know, the, the games between the Niners and the Seahawks, it's a rivalry that kind of goes under the radar in the NFL. And... It's always close, 27-17, 27-20. It's always in that realm. Geno Smith, questionable. He's got that elbow injury that he got with the Rams. He's probably going to give it a go. Um, they don't have Kenneth Walker in the backfield. He has an oblique injury. He, I don't think he's going to be ready for Thursday night, so that's one less player to worry about. DK is still big-bodied. Tyler Lockett's always really good. Um, I, I don't hold anything against Seattle. Seattle could have not won a game all season. I don't trust him with a 10-foot pole. Niners are rolling on all cylinders. Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey. The Niners still haven't officially incorporated Debo Samuel back into this offense since he's come back for the last two weeks. I think this game, he always balls out against Seattle for some reason. So I could see Kittle and Debo this being their week. Kittle's been on a roll lately. Um, the Niners' defense, rock solid. They did lose... Talanoa Ufunga to, for the year for an ACL injury. So they're going to have a little new safety work going on in the secondary. But I still got my Niners in this game. I talked to Randy. You know, I let you guys know before the game, nine years ago, Seattle came into the Niners' house, the old Candlestick, Candlestick Park. God rest its soul. It was bad, but it was God rest its soul. <laughs> and they came in and ate that dry-ass NBC turkey right in the middle of the Niners field. And in the game was it was like 16 to 9. It was a very low scoring, boring game. And I was like, no, no, no. This can't happen again. The Niners got to go into the house of loudness and pain and go drop it. Last year, that was Brock Purdy's second start after Tampa Bay, after he beat Tom Brady. He went into Seattle on a Thursday night, clinched the division. This year, beats Baker Mayfield in Tampa. And who does he have the following week? Going to Seattle. Let's replicate history on a Thursday night again. History repeats itself. Brock Purdy gets it done. And, and for all those, you know how I talk about and have my Brock Purdy rant every week? Buckle up the seatbelt. Here it is. The Vegas oddmakers say Jalen Hurts is the leader for the MVP in the NFL this year. Brock Purdy. Sixth in the NFL in passing yards, 2,662. Jalen Hurts is 10th. Yards per attempt, Brock Purdy 9.7. First in the NFL. 
Jalen Hurts ranks six at 7.6. The only category Jalen Hurts beats Brock Purdy is total touchdowns. 24 for Jalen Hurts. Oh, only 20 for Brock Purdy. It helps when your offensive line shoves your butt right into, you know, to the end zone how many times. Mm -hmm. Brock Purdy has less interceptions, five in comparison to nine. His completion percent ranks the best in football by a mile, 70.2 to 68.5. And his QBR is 115.1 to Jalen Hurts' 11th rated, 94.8. How many times did Jalen Hurts hit the ground last night against the Chiefs? How many times did he get lucky? A lot. I'm not trying to put out Brock Purdy's your MVP because I know A.J. Brown's had a great year. You liar. You liar. Christian McCaffrey's had a great year. exactly what you're doing, and I'm on board with it. (laughs) Is there there a quarterback, is there a conversation for – you know, maybe an end-of-season award, best offensive, like best quarterback award? Brock Purdy should be winning that. I'm sorry. You name me a better quarterback in the league. Mahomes has been inconsistent. Jalen Hurts has been good, but has had moments of inconsistency. Name me some here, folks. Dak Prescott, no. Kirk Cousins, injured. Josh Dobbs, okay, maybe Josh Dobbs has looked kind of nice over the last couple weeks. (laughs) Cleveland don't have a quarterback. Josh Allen's been a model of inconsistency. Name me a quarterback that's played consistent all year long. Lamar Jackson, maybe? Yeah. Eh. But there's my weekly Brock Purdy uh, (laughs) promotional ad video brought to you by the One Jets pod. The Niners have the weapons that the Seattle Seahawks don't. I don't hold anything against Seattle because I don't trust them. It's going to be a dogfight. You know, the Niners start a streak of, Playing against the bird. They're playing the bird card. Here we go. For the next five weeks. <laughs> Seattle, Eagles, Seattle, Cardinals, Ravens on Christmas Day. Let's go, Niners. Faithful Buckle to the bay. Up. Buckle up, folks. All right. So we got a clean sweep of the San Francisco 49ers. All right. So we've already picked the Black Friday game. Now we're moving on to Sunday. First game on the docket. The New Orleans Saints at the Atlanta Falcons. A little NFC South action. Atlanta's actually Favorite by a half of a point. <laughs> so a young Hoku kick is going to win it. I guess so. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, I I like, oof. I don't know if I like a half a point, but give me the Saints by like three. Give me like 23-20, 20-17, something like that. Mm-hmm. You go ahead, Dom. I'm still thinking about that one. When the Saints go marching into Atlanta, they're going to get the dub. Alvin Kamara has a big game. Michael Thomas put on the IR with, I believe, ankle problems or or some issue. So it's going to be the Chris Olave top wide receiver again. I'm going to foresee Alvin Kamara getting more into the mix. They haven't utilized him much in the running game. He only had nine carries, not last week because they were on a bye, but the week before and then only 11 the week prior. So with Michael Thomas, one less receiver, Kamara could get some more usage in the passing game. Atlanta, you, you don't know what you get from them. Heineke looks good one week, bad the next. Uh, both teams were on a bye. Give me the Saints go marching in. Plus, Atlanta's my team, so I can't pick them. <laughs> hey, they're in Atlanta, right? 
Yeah. I feel like I'm gonna, I'm gonna regret this pick. I'm gonna go with the Saints, but I feel like this is a game Atlanta might catch them because you know Saints. Saints they they haven't been you know convincingly beating teams. No. You know what I'm saying? It's been like you know they've been down. In a I lot would of say they games. are with their record is 500 ball club. But th- yeah. this is this is for first place supremacy. Saints are five and five. Falcons true. and Bucks are four and six. So really, winner yeah. of this game will hold the division. Yeah. And Heineke's the quarterback. Heineke's quarterback again. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I, 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 I'll go. I'm gonna go with the Saints, but I feel like I'm gonna regret it. It's not. Hey, it's not the worst matchup on the docket. No. No. no it's <laughs> not. All right. So clean sweep of the New Orleans Saints. Now, there's, this is a game, I, I, I don't know if you saw me looking. I've been looking at this whole time. And we got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Pittsburgh's p- favored by a point and a half. I mean, Cincinnati doesn't have their quarterback anymore in Joe Burrow. He's done for the year. Jake Browning. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh didn't quite uphold their end of the bargain last week when I said they're going to continue <laughs> doing what Brandon says they do and keep winning. But they did just fire. So uh, have lost this weekend. What's that? I was so happy Steelers lost. <laughs> I bet you were. I was Still cursing their name, they, they though. Still on my nerves. Still fans get on my nerves. But, but they yeah. did fire, uh, I believe his name is Matt Canada, their offensive Matt coordinator. Yeah. First, mm-hmm. first time since 1941 that they fired any coach midseason. That's insane. I just It just goes to show just how much of a well-run organization the Pittsburgh Steelers are. Mm-hmm. Just very well-run. That's why they got so many championships. That's why they always win the divisions. Um, I kind of I like the point and a half. I like Pittsburgh favored here. I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh mainly because I think the the, the Canada the whole Canada thing might spark them a little bit. Um, give me Pittsburgh. Oh, seventeen twelve. I feel this. This is my trap game. Because everybody's looking at the Bengals like, oh, no, Joe Burrow. They're probably not going to win the rest of the year with Jake Browning. Like, they still got Jamar Chase. I don't know what the situation is with T. Higgins and his hamstring. They still got Joe Mixon. They got players, and their defense isn't bad. So I feel it's one of those trap games. It's like if Jake Browning plays well, not to the level of Joe Burrow, but if he plays well, Cincinnati could well endowed win this game. But Pittsburgh losing their O.C., do they come out with a completely different offensive scheme, just pick it, throw the ball, does he get his first touchdown pass in weeks? Like, it's a weird situation. I, I'm going to pick Pittsburgh until Jake Browning shows me something. Because, again, we don't – there is no QB2 in Cincinnati. It's Joe Burrow or Buss. So, really, yeah. this is going to be the first taste of Browning that anybody's really going to get. This is a game I'd rather be proven wrong than try to take the surprise – Pittsburgh is still Pittsburgh. They hung they hung pretty tight with Cleveland, um, and they were on their third string quarterback. So, give me Pittsburgh in this game. Point and a half. It seems like a field goal might win this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, begrudgingly, I'm picking the Steelers. Yeah. All right. So we got a one of those, sweep of the Pittsburgh Steelers. One of those things. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, moving on to what I'm going to call one of two WTF Game of the Week, and that's What the F Game of the Week. Thank we God got the last place Carolina Panthers at the lousy-ass Tennessee Titans. Now, Tennessee's favored by three and a half. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, pick your poison. This is definitely a pick em game. I'm going to go with Tennessee. Mainly because they're at home. Carolina sucks. Tennessee. I don't think there'd be a lot of offense in this one. They need to. You does Tennessee know they have a guy in their backfield named Derrick Henry? I don't think Tennessee. Do, knows do they know? You think they would know that? You think they would know that? And against goes by the name of King Henry. You think they would know? Yeah, like Carolina has the thirtieth ranked rush defense. Thirtieth. You should be running it down their throat after three consecutive weeks of Will Levis not being great. Yeah. So, for me, Makes as a pressure a, off your rookie quarterback, Jesus. A, a, as a King Henry guy who's in two of my three fantasy leagues, there is no, you know, there is no, you know, I'm not trying to say that there's favoritism in this. What I'm saying, but you know, he has in two of three of my fantasies. Run the damn ball. Yeah. Like. Who cares about your rookie backup Tajay Spears or whatever? You have Derrick Henry. Come on. He's averaging 9 to 12 carries over the last five games. This was a guy who weekly was getting, what, 24, 25 carries, 100 yards, and, like, multi-touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Mike Vrabel, what are you doing? This is the week to get on track with King Henry. Give me Tennessee. Man, I'm thinking, like, Maybe Derrick Henry got busted with Vrabel's wife or something. I don't know. Dude. I know he was on the trade ball. I mean, what's like, really going on, dude? Like, he was, that's he your was, best offensive damn player. If you're not using him to like, his Hawkins. abilities, why the hell did you not trade him? Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely – no, you're absolutely right, Don, 100%. The, half the league, even teams that are out of contention – would have taken Derek. The Panthers would have taken Derek Henry. Oh yeah, not that he, they would have traded him there. But. No, but <laughs> you know what I mean. He's he's a commodity in the NFL. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. I, I just I don't understand why they don't use him. I mean, <laughs> I mean if that. I mean, if I had a rookie quarterback that was, you know, even though he showed out his his first outing, but has been struggling the last couple of weeks, like, why wouldn't you lean on your veteran running back? Like that, I mean, that's just that's football one on one when you got a rookie, a struggling rookie quarterback. Like, oh, like, like, take the pressure off of him, dude. Come on. Hopefully, this is the week. Hopefully, go Tennessee. Yeah, give me Tennessee as well. Clean sweep of the Titans. This is a this is a sweeping kind of week thus far. Guys are making me almost want to change all my picks. (laughs) All right, so moving on. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis is at home. They're favored by two and a half. Oh man, this, this is one, this is this a, is a sne- this is a sneaky good game. I think. Yeah, it, it um, could be sneaky. Only favored by two and a half at home. Tampa Bay is just one of those teams. They're kind of like hit or miss. Indy Indy's at home, coming off a of bye week. They're healthy. And Minshew's still quarterbacking over there, right? Rest of the season. They still, got, they still got their starters, though. Uh, you know what? I think this one's going to come down to quarterback play. You know, not so much, you know, delivering touchdowns, but just being smart with the football. 
you know, not not making any bonehead mistakes. Give me Tampa Bay Get, in a close game. I'm 2017 bucks. Yeah. Give me Tampa too. Uh, I will be different. I'm going to go Indy on this one. I'll put some parody into this because, really, I agree. It is a toss-up game. Mm -hmm. There's similarities in both teams. Um, I think just Indy at home coming off a bye. Um, I know Tampa's defense had a couple of injuries from the Niners game. I don't know how they're tracking for Sunday, but it could be different. Um, it, I'm sorry, Dominator. In my mistake, did the Colts not release someone just recently? Their, line, their linebacker, Leonard. Yeah, Shaq, Shaq Today, Shaq Leonard's gone. So that could be a detriment to their defense. Mm -hmm. um, but fresh fresh week, Jonathan Taylor's back at the running back position. Um, Baker Mayfield, I'm, I'm going to keep That's saying this. Help. Baker Mayfield, everybody thought Tampa was going to be the worst team in the NFL with Baker. Yeah, He's got them, yes, at four and six. They're playing competitive. He's looking productive. Not great against my Niners defense, but still. Throughout the season, he is he's a top twenty quarterback, you know, in this league. So uh, I think if he was on the Jets, man, we we'd if, probably be six and four. Yeah, I, I you know, so I'm going to give some love to Baker Mayfield right now, but I think Indy squeaks this one out, and I'm going to really give it them because they had a week to get fresh, get right, and they're at home. Tampa is a little bit battered right now, just on defense. That's a fair take. No, I like that. So we've got Brandon and myself with the. With the Bucks and Dominic with the Colts. All mm -hmm. right, moving yeah. on. Go ahead, Brandon. What was that? No, I was saying, I was agreeing. I was saying yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, moving on. Now this is my second WTF game of the week, <laughs> and that's the New England punk ass Patriots at the New York bitch ass Giants. Oh my god! Now New England is favored by three and a half. Um. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, I Giants. Really? You got the Giants in this one? Well, who is, yeah. is Bailey? Is Bailey Zappi throwing for the Pats? Is he quarterbacking or is it Mac Jones? Yeah, I don't even know. Because they said you beat us with three touchdowns on Sunday, man. So I mean, Saquon yeah. had a big game. Patriots yeah. can't stop nothing. You know what? That's a good point. That like who's quarterback in New England? Yeah, I think that could be the difference maker right there. Is the running game. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna side with Dominic on this. I think I'm gonna go with the Giants because I think Ramondre Stevenson is questionable. He had an injury coming out of the the Germany game against the Colts. They had last week off. He's still cued at the moment. And the Giants are coming off a big dub, so they yeah, might be a little jazzed up. You know, the Italian stallion uh, Devito's figuring Devito himself Mike out Devito. a little bit. So give me the Giants at home. Yeah. On the Giants too. Yeah. All right, clean sweep of the Giants. Yeah, I just, I just think they're they're jazzed off that off that dub coming off last week. Uh, New England 100%. sucks. I mean, hundred percent. They can't stop a nosebleed. I could see this being somewhere where the Giants score like twenty seven points, and New England only puts up like four field goals or something. Well, kind of like what they did against the the Commanders, the Giants, thirty sure. to four, whatever. What kind of similar could be a similar scheme. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so clean sweep of the Giants. Moving on 
little AFC South action. This is going to be a damn good game. I'm looking forward to this one. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans. Jacksonville's actually favored by a point and a half on the road. Any of you guys want to take this one first? I'll, I'll, I'll take this one first, if you don't mind. Sure, absolutely. Houston embarrassed Jacksonville in Duval County. What was it, week three of the season, 27-7 to seven or something? Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. C.J. Stroud, rookie of the year. Oh, yeah. I love everything D'Amico Ryans is doing in Houston. Yep. They're going to be a threat in that division. The, the, the te- You know, Indianapolis looks good when Anthony Richardson comes back next year. That division could get very sneaky very quick, and Tennessee's oh, yeah. falling to the bottom fast. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville's got to watch out their heels. This game could easily be a shootout, 27-30, 34-31, one of those type of games. They say, was it Jacksonville by a point and a half? Mm-hmm. I'm writing this game. It's close, but it with that high-scoring close game, I'm going to trust Jacksonville special teams kicker Brandon McManus over Matt Amendola of Houston. And I think Trevor Lawrence is not going to allow Jacksonville to get embarrassed twice by Houston this year. They need this win because if if Houston wins, guess what? There's a tie for first in this division. And this is a first-place game on the line. And that's an afternoon game. No, it's a morning game. At the same time, if the Colts win, Colts could go 6-5. and So the loser of this game... The Colts get a little closer to. So give me give me Jacksonville by a little bit. They'll figure it out. But it, I, I really hope this is a gosh darn shootout, 30-something to 30-something. Who Who's at home? Uh, Texans. H- Houston. Two top quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence, number one overall. C.J. Stroud, second overall in his draft class. Mm-hmm. Clemson versus Ohio State all over again. Last time I picked the Texans, they lost. Brandon Sweat. No, you picked them this week. They won. No, did I? Yeah. Show them some love, Brandon. Come on. Show them some love. Show show my boy Strauss some love. He came through for us last week. Boy, did he come through! Oh my! He did have he did have two ill. I might be in love with the man. <laughs> he had two ill-advised interceptions against Arizona, but again, I chalked those up to rookie. Like you're gonna throw some ill-advised interceptions. You're trying to be a big time. I get it. I think I'm gonna go with the Texans. It's just see, I can't pick against CJ Stroud right now, and, yeah, and I think it's gonna be the the game like Dominic just said, the shootout type of game, and the I, game you and, don't expect. And you know what? I'm going to go out and say it right now. C.J. Stroud comes from behind to lead the Texans to a, to a come-from-behind win. Last-second touchdown pass. Nico Collins, or whatever his name is, bam, give me the Texans, baby. Brandon's sweating this one out today, man. He knows. He knows. Yeah, looking, I'm just looking at some stuff here. He's digging into the numbers. I'm digging knows, into the numbers. He knows this game could be the difference between he and I. What's crazy is that they're pretty even. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the crazy thing. 
And I know D'Amico Ryan's got to have these boys jazzed up. Like, hey, man, this is for first. This is for first place, tied for first place. Who nobody had Houston outside of third place. They had him in third or last. Yeah. So this has proven the critics wrong. I still think if Anthony Richardson was the head, was the quarterback in Indianapolis, he didn't get hurt. Indy wins a couple more games that they didn't. I think this division could be a, a realistically a three way tie if certain situations go the right way. Honestly, give me Houston because give me Houston because they're at home. That's the only reason why I'm picking Houston. It's a coin That's play. fair. That's fair. Yeah. G- give us a, a good like game. This. Give home- us a good game. In games yeah. like this, home field advantage could I mean it could be a huge thing. I mean there are virtual ties across yeah. the board. This, the, out of the ten out of the ten AM slate, this is the best game to watch. It's the best game. Yeah. They, both teams have high high flying wide receivers, tight ends. Their defenses are not great, but they're on the rise. Yep. This is a game. This is a future divisional playoff matchup. Yeah, I don't think I'll be for I don't think there's going to be four games on my screen this week. I think there's only going to be one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got a clean sweep of the Texans. Yeah, it's like Dominic said, man. It's um, At the beginning of the season, I mean, you got a rookie head coach with a rookie quarterback. like, And you look at the roster, you're just like, eh. I mean, those wide receivers came out of nowhere this year. Tank Dell? Yeah. So it's like, oh, man. Why? I mean, you just Tell- look at that team and you're just like, oh, this- but I will say, three, we- three weeks ago. I will say this is probably my biggest L of the year fantasy-wise. I had the op- – this was right before C.J. Stroud's massive game or, like, there was one good game but then a bad game or something. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity of either taking Tank Dell as a waiver wire pickup or, at the time, Jonah Dodson of the, the Commanders. And Tank Dell had one good game and he was coming off a bad one and I was like, eh. And then it was the week that they blew out Tampa Bay, that high offensive game, and it's been straight shooting ever since. Mm-hmm. My dumbass took a freaking Washington commander. <laughs> I could have had Tank Dell in my everyday lineup. That's my biggest L of the year. I will say that. That's oh, my biggest man. L. All right. So, again, once again, clean sweep of the Houston Texans. Moving on. No, no, we- no, no. I, I took Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, you're right. My bad. I, I'm my parody. bad. Um, Dominic with the Jaguars. Um, Brandon, myself with the Texans. All right, moving on. We got the Cleveland Browns at the Denver Broncos. Denver's favored by two and a half. That's got to that's got to be a home thing. These two defenses are on the rise right now. Yeah, and uh, Deshaun Watson playing? No, no, he's done for the year. He has he had. Oh, that's right. Sorry, it's Dorian right. T- Dorian Thompson. Mm. But you saw how that offense wasn't quite as sharp. P.J. Walker, I feel, is their better shot at quarterback. I, yeah, I agree. But they're going to go with Thompson from UCLA. Uh, Denver's figuring it out. Cortland, yeah. Sut- Cortland Sutton has been a sneaky wide receiver all season long. The relationship him and Russell Wilson have has been dynamic. Cleveland's defense is still very good. Very good. Denver's defense is on the rise. But I think I have Cleveland... Man, I don't know. I... I have Cleveland, I think, squeaking this one out, but I trust Denver's offense to move the ball more than I do Cleveland, but I feel it could be like a 13-10 type of game. Yeah, that's the way I'm seeing it. Um, with Bolt. Give me Cleveland. I like, Yeah, I like Cleveland in this one, like a 13-10 type, type game. Not, I don't think there's going to be much offense here. Cleveland's defense, I think, is a little more dominant yeah. Then Denver, even though Denver's on the rise, uh, 
uh, Cleveland by a by a thin thread, and I mean yeah. a thin thread. But I wouldn't be shocked if Denver won because Russell Wilson is better than Dorian Thompson. Yeah. No, I like the uh, yeah, I like the two and a half points, but yeah, in the favor of Cleveland. Yeah, give me Denver on this one. Okay, a little parody right there. All right, I could, so I could see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is definitely a pick'em game. Yeah, so uh, Dominic myself with the Browns and um, Brandon with the Broncos. Moving on, a little NFC West action. We got the we got Dominic's Los Angeles Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona's favored by a half of a point. Okay. Hey, the Ra- the Rams helped out the Niners by giving us a one game cushion over Seattle going into Thanksgiving night. So thank you, Rams House. I appreciate it. But, I want to hear what Dominic says about this game because whatever Dominic says, I think that's the route I'm going to go. Because he, you're the NFC West guy on the show. I this falls into the same situation as Cleveland Denver, not with defensive speaking, but the Rams. Matthew Stafford is not great. Okay, not great. Cooper Cup goes out with an ankle injury last week after one catch, eleven yards, and one target. Questionable going into this week. Puka Nakua, their second wide receiver who's acting like wide receiver one, his obliques got a little dinged up. I'm going to assume he's going to go. They're getting their running back Kyron Williams back this week, and they dropped Daryl Henderson. So that adds a little more options to their offense. Mm. Arizona's looked not bad with Kyler Murray back. Um, This is a game that my gut tells me the Rams. Because if the Rams win, they'd be five and six. And if the Niners beat Seattle six and five, there's one game separating the Rams from a potential wild card spot. So again, it's gonna be almost like I don't know, I forget what game the Cincinnati Pittsburgh game. I'm gonna choose the Rams over Arizona because Arizona needs to prove to me that they can win a game. Even though they squealed one by two weeks ago in Kyler Murray's debut, they lose to C.J. Stroud last week. Um, I don't know. The Rams have gone into Arizona before and won. It, it, it's literally a flip of the coin. I don't trust Matthew Stafford. Do I trust him more than Kyler Murray? I don't know. But g- give me the Rams in a close one. I would be thrilled if Arizona wins. I Give me the Rams. It, it's really a toss-up. I don't know. It might. It could be hinging on Cooper Cup, but if Cooper Cup plays, they might just ease him back and not utilize him as much. Hard to say. But if the if if the Rams do not have Cup and Nakua, they lose both wide receivers. Give me Arizona. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm gonna look at the injury report while you two discuss your picks. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go ahead. I'm 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 gonna go with the Cardinals in this one. I guess for parity purposes. Uh, I guess quarterback play may come down to it. I mean, they did score some points this past week against uh, the Texans. So, yeah, give me Arizona. Twenty twelve, I guess. Yeah, weird, weird, weirdness ensuing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, give me Rams. And I'm thinking it's more like a 2017 type of game. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, down to the wire, fourth quarter. 
Puka Nakua brings them yeah. up to, to for a game winning field goal type of situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, their defense held on pretty good against Seattle last week, and I, and I told you guys last week, Seattle and the Rams always have those neck and neck game winning field goal type games. Yeah, um, and, and Arizona's kind of the same way. Puka Nakua, he has a shoulder injury, not an oblique. He had obliques a couple weeks ago. That didn't flare up. It's a shoulder. My guess is they probably tape it up. He'll probably play. Really, it's Cooper Cup, but the Rams have shown that they can win without Cooper Cup. So he's day-to-day with a lateral ankle sprain, and not a high ankle sprain, just a lateral ankle sprain. So honestly... I'm going to believe the Rams are going to not play Cooper Cup, and they're going to let Puka Nakua do his business. So I'm going to, I'm, for now, I'm going to stick with the Rams. I'll only change it if both wide receivers are out, because if that's the case, who the hell is Matthew Stafford going to throw to? Yeah, no kidding. And, him, and it ain't himself. <laughs> so All Cup, right. Cup is, Cup is hurt again? Yeah, a, lateral ankle sprain. He kind of got it caught up in a play. Yeah. Not a good fantasy year for a lot of top dogs, man. Justin Jefferson out, Jamar Chase, Cooper yeah. Cup. This is a fantasy wise, it's been a weird year. I'm not gonna lie. That's all of the got a lot of unknowns that yep. are are winning games. Yep. yep. Yeah. And Brandon, you had the Rams on that one. Uh, yeah. Okay. I had the Rams. All right. So you and Dom with the Rams, and I'm going with the Cards. All right, moving on, little AFC West action. We got the Kansas City Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders. Kansas City's favored by nine and a half. Um, I'm definitely going with Kansas City. I mean, it's the better team, I guess. Uh, it'll be close, I think, it's because it's a divisional game. Raiders have been playing pretty good since Antonio Pierce took over. Give me something. Give me Kansas City 24-17. Yeah, I think nine and a half, nine and a half is kind of rude. A little bit. Uh, the Raiders have been playing better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, give me the Chiefs in this one, too. Um, 28-21. Uh, I'm going to make it a clean sweep, Chiefs, as well. But the Raiders, if the Raiders squeak it out, they're a game and a half mm-hmm. out of first place. And yeah. the, Chiefs, like, the Chiefs, like I said, Chiefs and Eagles are completely beatable right now. The only mm-hmm. problem is G- Raiders quarterback McConnell, he ain't throwing the needle for me. He's going to get sacked a lot by this Chiefs defense, and I think therein lies the problem for the Raiders. Well, the question is, can the receivers for the Chiefs catch the ball? I'm going to guess that... They can catch the ball. I wouldn't be shocked if this is a... They win this game going away. I wouldn't wouldn't be shocked if this is a Travis Kelsey kind of game, like a 10 targets, 100 yards, a touch. Like he one destroys of the Raiders. He destroys the Raiders every time they play the Ra- Raiders and Chargers are, you know, are his games that he beats out. And I yeah. think this, you know, especially after the drop situation, go to your security blanket. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So clean sweep of the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. Next up, we got the Buffalo Bills at the Philadelphia Eagles. Good Ooh. game. Yeah. Philadelphia is favored by three and a half. Oh man. Yeah, give me, give me the Eagles. Man, Buffalo's coming off coming off a big divisional win. Philadelphia yeah, looked very beatable. It, it, it wasn't really that big. It wasn't really that big. Come on, like we can't hey, score. Bu- Buffalo is in danger of going zero two against the Jets this year. Yeah, well, I I say it's a big win for them because 
they're really competing for the division right now with Miami. So they yeah. needed they needed that win against the Jets. So I mean, in my, in my it's kind of it's kind of big. It's it's not it's not big in the sense of who the hell they beat. Yeah, I got, you. I, mean, I got. But, you. Yeah, I think it's just a big win for them in the division. But and Philly, like you guys said, I didn't watch the game personally, but based on what you boys have said, Philadelphia looked real beatable on Monday night. So, ah, oh, man, this is tough. Um, you got to if the Eagles play like they did last night, Buffalo can clearly win this game. But that's because the Chiefs locked down AJ Brown. If Buffalo can lock down A.J. Brown, then you have a fighting chance. If A.J. Brown goes off, yeah. good, na- good night, Irene. Well, how did how did A.J. do on Monday? I think one catch for eight yards or something. Like, it, it was a – yeah. they It was more of a Devontae Smith, De- DeAndre Swift. Whoa. Okay. Um, hmm. it, was sh- it was the short little check down for the Eagles that really helped. Like, Devont- um, Devontae Adams led six catches, 99 yards. Swift, three for 31, A.J. Brown, one for eight, and he was only targeted four times. So if you have that, Buffalo can win the game. Buffalo needs to get Stephon Diggs the ball because, you know, three catches for 30-whatever yards is not Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I don't don't foresee A.J. Brown having another week like that. (laughs) I guarantee when he went in that locker room, he said, no, we ain't never doing that again. (laughs) Yeah, I, we I'm, win because I because we you know I mean granted they won but I mean the major the reason they win is be- because of that guy man I mean it's he's hard to shut down I'm he's so I'm, good I am in favor of the Eagles in this game because I'd rather have them going to go into the Niners game winning because if they lose this game they're going to want redemption against the Niners and with all the storylines in that game I want them thinking they're on cloud nine. And the Niners strike him at the knees. So give me the Eagles in this. Yeah, game. you know what? Give me the Eagles too. I think it's going to come down to a bonehead Josh Allen turnover. <laughs> I think that's. I honestly think that's what's going to happen. So give me the Eagles. Twenty seventeen. Josh Allen throws a throws a throws an interception and it's tied. Throws an interception. Eagles go down. Kick a last second field goal. Ball game. This should Ten be a nine. high off. This should be a high offensive game. Should really? be, but every time we say, "Oh, this is gonna be a high <laughs> offensive game," we're all wrong. So, yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest here for the for the last for Sunday night football. Do we really need to? Do we really? Do we really have? Well, to? Well, hold on, hold on. Did we all did we all pick this game? Buffalo and yes, Philly. Yeah, I think we Queen Sweet Philly. Queen Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just making sure. All right, so now we can move on to the Sunday night game. We have Baltimore ugh. at the Los Angeles Chargers. Baltimore favored by three and a half. What can go wrong for the Chargers always goes wrong. Yeah. Baltimore. I mean, yeah. they, they are at home, so they got that going for them. But yeah, give me B more. Yeah, Baltimore, I mean, they're good. They're not banged up anywhere. Wait. No Mark An- Mark Andrews. No Mark be Andrews. Out. That's right. But they We're got, just talking they about got, that before the show. They got Isaiah Likely. He's he's played before in fill in roles when Andrews had been hurt before. Yeah. Their tight ends aren't like Travis Kelsey and, and George Kittle that go out. They're short little six yards and they get extra great. I think that's just swapping and filling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Give me yeah, give me Baltimore. Uh I think it's gonna be something like twenty seven twelve. 
after I'm gonna I'm gonna pose a question to you guys. After we pick the the Monday night game, I have a question for both of you gentlemen. All right. So clean sweep on the Ravens? Yep. Right on. Yep. Monday night football. Little NFC North action. We got the Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings. We got Minnesota favored by three and a half on this one. Um, mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I know, I know, be Minnesota, I'm Josh Dobbs, baby. Josh Dobbs all Bears of a sudden suck. has become QB one in two of my fantasies because Joe Burrow exited stage left, and Minnesota finds a way to win when they're at home at U.S. Bank Stadium. Yep. Justin Fields is back, so I expect the connection between he and DJ Moore to be pretty good. But Dobbs is still playing very well. Give me Minnesota. Yeah, I like I like the Vikings in this one myself. I'm thinking somewhere along the lines of 27-10. Yep. Same. All right, so clean sweep for the Vikings. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go 37 on the points. I'm going to go with Justin Fields could put up some points if he wanted to. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, you get 42 for me. I'll get get 44. Oh, this is Price is Right. (laughs) (laughs) Come on now. You know those damn field goals. But (laughs) but I'm going to ask you guys this every single week for the next couple of weeks because the NFL opened the window between weeks 12 and 16 flexing games on not only Sunday, but Monday night football as well. So looking at the Sunday and Monday, Ravens, Chargers, Bears, Minnesota. To me, personally, keep Monday night football. Let Minnesota have their day in the sun, Monday night, great. To me, I know it's because it's Lamar Jackson versus Justin Herbert, but I'm looking strictly not just on marquee matchups, if I was the NFL, cut Baltimore Chargers and swap in Jacksonville Houston. That would be my oh, flex, yeah. my fl- my flexing game. Would you guys I'm gonna ask you guys every week, who would your flex game be if you could get rid of Sunday night or Monday night or both? Who would you flex in? Yeah, no, I, I like that. I mean, if I yeah. was the NFL, I would definitely be flexing in that Jacksonville Houston game into that uh Sunday yeah, night slot and putting yeah. Baltimore at the at the ten AM slot. And 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 I know the NFL Probably is not going to do it this because, you know, other teams that aren't playing on Thanksgiving or, you know, it's Thanksgiving week. It's a different week than usual, than a normal week. For me, like I said, that one, I also just look, maybe take out the Bears-Vikings and put in Buffalo-Philly. But Philly just... I was just about to say Buffalo-Philly, yeah. But I know they don't like giving teams back-to-back Monday night. So then how about put Buffalo-Philly Sunday night and Jacksonville-Houston on Monday? Give us something to enjoy. I mean, if I was in the NFL, I would. I mean, I mean, maximize it. As a fan, uh, I hope they don't, because I really want to watch that game. Because <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able to watch it if it's if it's the evening game because of my my work schedule. But yeah, I mean, if the I mean, the NFL is all about you know maximizing their profits and their viewership. I would be, absolutely like you look. You know, we'll talk about it as each week goes on. But if you look at future weeks, Sunday night, and Monday night. It's basically a really good team against the end, like Chiefs Packers the following Sunday night. Yep. 
But you know it's going to be on because Miss Taylor Swift's probably going to be there. So oh, there you go. Man. Ratings. We, we almost got through the whole episode. <laughs> I mean, I know we talked about a, a little bit about her, you know, before you know we hit record and all. But man, we almost got the whole episode. You're fired, Dom. Welcome to the wacky season of the NFL. <laughs> all right. So yeah, there's our picks. Uh, yeah, this is definitely the week I go undefeated. Calling it. Let's go um, again. Congratulations, Dom, on first place. Thank Congratulations you. to both you fellas on on a hundred wins. I'm still, yeah, I suck. You'll get to the century mark. This is the week. Let's get to the century mark this week. No, I'm Small going victories. This, week. this is this is the <laughs> week. This is the week, and I'm telling you right now, the Jets are going to come through with me, or come through for me. I'm telling you right now. This might. It's a little Black Friday magic. I'm telling you, baby, get in line. <laughs> All right, folks. We hey again. Thanks for checking us out here on the One Jets Pod. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Make sure to hit that bell notification so you're up uh, notified every time we upload some content. If you're listening on the audio side of things, uh, Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Pod, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio. Make sure to you know continue following us. Leave us those uh, five stars. They, they help tremendously. And again, thank you all for your support. And on behalf of Brandon and Dominic, I'm Randy here on the One Jets pod. We'll see you down the road. Go Jets. Welcome to Jet Life Stadium. Hit it! All right, fellas. Appreciate it. Another great show. We're probably not going to see each other the rest of the week. I I hope you gentlemen have a very wonderful, safe, and happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, God bless you both. I love you, you guys. Well. Matter of fact, too, brother. before we get off of here, I hope I don't get emotional. I'm trying not to. This is for I'm going to talk to everybody right here before we get out. This is for Dominic and Brandon. Thank you guys so very much for everything you guys do for this podcast. Um, you know, Dominic, thank you for helping me out this year. You know, you've been a good buddy uh, the last couple of years. Brandon, I, it's been a, it's been a pleasure meeting you. I hope we can keep you around. You are an asset to this show. I love you, fellas, man, and thank you for all that you do for this podcast. Appreciate that, man. Likewise, likewise. Right, absolutely. You you know how I feel. You know we've talked internally before. You put a lot of heart and soul, both Brandon absolutely. you as well, and getting to know you, Brandon, as well has been fantastic. So it's reciprocated, brothers. Absolutely, guys. You guys have a it's wonderful it's Thanksgiving. Again, we'll see you down the road and go we'll Jets. Go. Cheers, guys. Welcome to Jet Life Stadium. Hit it!